What's going on, guys? Hopefully, you guys are getting a lot out of um, being at home with the family. You guys are enjoying it. Hopefully, everybody is staying healthy uh, and getting through this this crazy time. Um, enjoying getting to talk football with you guys. Enjoying getting to talk with uh, some amazing football coaches. And it's it's a real uh, real pleasure that there is so much football going on right now in a time where we probably need uh, a lot of football and and. Uh, some time to take our minds off of everything. So glad that we can help you guys do that. If you need anything from us, go over to runthepower.com. We've got videos, podcasts, uh, blog articles, a few of them. Um, anything you guys need, get in contact with us. Check it all out at runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-a-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from some of the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website and enter the code RTP to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day completely free trial at teambuilder.com. Again, enter code RTP at teambuilder.com, which is team. B-U-I-L-D-R.com. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Jeremy Edwards, Coach Edwards, the OC, and quarterbacks coach at Warner Robins High School in Warner Robins, Georgia. Listen as we talk with Coach Edwards about his game planning and play calling philosophy, his use of deep choice passing concepts, and how simplicity and tempo have improved his offense. You can follow Coach Edwards on Twitter at CoachEdwards10. Hope you guys enjoy. What are your guys' your guys's programs? I mean, when you do the end of the year deal, like, like how many awards do you guys have? Because I know, I mean, our, ours, you know, God bless it, I love it, but it just there's there's a ton of awards we hand out. I mean, the awards part of it's about an hour. Do you guys at your programs, do you guys do that many, or is it kind of just a you know all academic, all state, or there's some special awards that you guys do give out? No, I mean, we're going to recognize the uh, the all-region, all-state guys. But in addition to that, yeah, I mean, we've got our academic awards, uh, which I think are important. And then we've got, you know, an offensive MVP, a defensive MVP, a special teams MVP, and, and it just keeps going and going, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's not as many as uh, some of the programs I've been – involved with in the past but there's definitely a a good many of them to give out it'll it'll last a couple hours for sure yeah ours um we don't have any special awards we give out uh we we give it to like the academic and and all state won't be done by the time we have our banquet and stuff so we won't even know uh, many of those things and then uh, coach alexander will normally like take the running back and say what he was in the career or the you know the school record and uh, we'll give some stats out, but we don't ever – I don't think he ever goes through and gives anyone awards. Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know the perfect way to do it, to be honest with you. I've heard of some people doing it immediately after the season, you know, and, uh, you, don't, you know, you don't have a lot of those um, awards already decided, so you just bring up the guys that have been nominated. I think that's a pretty cool way of, of thinking about it, you know, that way you – 
at least let everybody know that these guys were not – because you're always going to have people that aren't going to be happy with what was not given out or whatnot. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're kind of danged if you do, danged if you don't. You know, if you give them out, now somebody feels left out. And then right. you know, when you when – you, you know, when you, you don't give out as many, now they're kind of like, well, hey, you know, did we not have that good of a year? So I get it both ways. It It's a pretty cool deal. I think, you know, at, at least all the coaches get a chance to get up and, and you get to kind of recognize your seniors and, and say some things about those guys. So that that is one of my, my favorite parts of it, you know, kind of put a, a bow on the season and thank those guys and, and congratulations for, you know, going on to the college level or whatever the heck they got going to. So that is the coolest part to me about awards night. Absolutely. And we, and we let our kids, you know, we, we, we let them vote on it. So, I mean, they're, they've decided who's going to win all of the different awards that we have. So um, sometimes it becomes a popularity contest, but uh, for the most part, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things you just got to do. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes they drag on a little too long, but it's, uh, it's still good. I mean, we had a, we had a good season, so it's good to recognize the season that we had recognize the guys that had good years and whatnot so it'll be good it's better than a teacher conference i can tell you that much. oh it's it's a thousand times better than a teacher conference or <laughs> or uh anything like that uh, i'm just glad i'm not the head coach i don't have to deal with any of the good or bad parts of it i just have to show up and and wave and then be done you got that right that's the best part about it man you got that right absolutely I always thought, too, I mean, the meal was going to be pretty good. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but up here they always cater in uh, Smokey D's barbecue, which, I mean, I don't know. You can't really compare it to, you know, Georgia and Oklahoma again, but they've won some awards. And you it's, dang it's, right, you can't. I don't know. But <laughs> it's at least, you know, it's at least, you know, in in the ballpark. You know, for up here it's it's about as good as you can do, and, and, and I always think that's good. So, hey, when I'm getting free barbecue, I'm I'm always down with that, too. You got, yeah. I mean, we'll have a we'll have a good dinner tomorrow night. It'll be uh, it'll be good times. It'll be good times for sure. Coach, man, we'll uh, we'll kind of let you introduce yourself too. I know we we kind of hopped into it. We we do it differently every single time. But you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, the you know where you kind of got started, where you played, and then kind of you know leading you up to to Warner Robins and what you guys are doing down there. Yeah, I mean, I uh, you know grew up playing multiple sports and. Uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of a uh, I guess one of those guys that you know sort of an undersized athlete. So you know, in order for me to kind of play at the next level, I was actually a walk-on kicker at Georgia Southern. Uh, we won a national championship in in '99, um, so I got to experience that, and you know, um, that 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 was good. I mean, Paul Johnson was the head coach, and you know, Jeff Munkin was on staff, and so there was a lot of uh, people that have. You know, a lot of coaches that have had good careers and still having good careers that I was able to meet, um, even though I wasn't, you know, involved in, you know, the offensive, defensive schemes. I was more in the special teams. And, I, you know, as just a walk-on, I was just happy to be out there. But, um, uh, you know, I kind of took an unconventional uh, route to, to coaching. I mean, I, I got my degree um, in, in sport management and actually spent about three years in sales uh, before I realized that that's not it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life and so um, actually quit my job and went back and got certified to teach and had to go back and do some more school and 
got certified to teach and coach. And really it was something that I probably should have done the first time through. But you know how it is when you're in college, you just want to kind of get out and you think you're going to make all this money doing whatever. And that just wasn't what I wanted to do. So uh, when I went back and uh, decided to uh, to teach and coach, I, I was able to um, do my student teaching and kind of got on with uh, um, Kennesaw Mountain High School in Cobb County with uh, Scott Jones. And I worked, I just kind of was able to kind of work with the wide receivers. They really kind of threw me in there and, you know, it was really good for me to kind of get my feet wet. And, and uh, I really going into it, you know, didn't know if, you know, it was going to be something that I really wanted to do or not. And the experience was great. And so from there, um, there was a guy on staff that, uh, knew, knew another guy that was, uh, going to get a head job in Gwinnett County where I was, where I'm from originally. And, uh, we went over to, uh, Burtmar high school and, and even at Kennesaw mountain and, and Burtmar, we start, we were a wing T team. So, um, you know, I kind of got, got to know the wing T, you know, first and foremost. And then, uh, we kind of transitioned that second year. Um, the guy that I actually went over with to coach receivers uh, decided that he was going to step away. And so the head coach, you know, um, I guess maybe he didn't know anybody else. He decided to make me the offensive coordinator. So I got to, I got to start at it pretty early. And uh, so we, he decided that he wanted to run the Tony Franklin air raid offense. And so that's what we did um, for my first couple of years. And really, I really did that until um, recently. I, you know, I've kind of, kind of gotten away from from doing really the the total air raid stuff. But uh, long story short, we went. You know, we had a we had a decent you know year, and uh, kind of one of the things that I tell my kids now that uh, that you know they don't really uh, believe me half the time. And I don't know if you guys, I don't listen to rap music or whatever, but. Quavo was my uh, quarterback at uh, on the Migos. I don't know if you guys listen to that. Um, All the time. Okay, good. Well, he was quarterback <laughs> at high school. Believe it or not, he was. Uh, he looked about the same as he does now, skinny as can be and lefty. And he was, a, you know, he'd run around and do some things. He's a good athlete. And uh, so I had him as my quarterback. And then um, right after, basically after he graduated, the guy that, was the head coach decided to resign and so I really had you know had to kind of uh, look myself in the mirror and figure out you know what am I going to do from here and I got on with a coach that's really kind of a legend at least in my mind and in this state Bob Spire he was um, he came down from Kentucky and he was at North Gwinnett High School and uh, I really owe him a lot in my career just because he, I would think of him probably as my my biggest mentor and, and coach, and I was able to kind of take a step back and and you know it was a really good program. So I, he he let me kind of run the ninth grade, so I was kind of the ninth grade head coach, and then I kind of coached the quarterbacks with him. I was sort of like his GA, I guess you'd say, and and so I did that uh, for a year, and we had. Um, you know, a lot of success on the varsity. And in ninth grade, we we did some good stuff. It was still Tony Franklin-based type offense and uh, got on as an offensive coordinator the next year at Northview <clears throat> High School in Fulton County. And uh, and 
you know, it's not a program that had a lot of history of winning and uh, we were able to do some really good things on offense. So I kind of started to have a little success and then kind of circle back the guy that I worked for and my student uh, teaching Scott Jones got the head job at North Paulding High School, which was close to where my wife's family's from. And uh, it was just a good opportunity to go and a uh, fairly young program and um, to be closer to my, uh, to my wife's family. And so I, we spent four years there and, um, you know, we had, a, we had some good success running really a, a spread based Tony Franklin type offense. And, and uh, that was when it was kind of, you know, fresh, I guess, and not everybody had really caught up yet. You could kind of throw it around the yard a little bit more than I guess what's going on now. But uh, after being there, we, we ended up uh, getting moved up to 7A, uh, the highest class. We were 5A when I first started there. And um, when we got up to 7A, you know, we were kind of the smallest program in 7A. And we got to play Rush Probes. Everybody knows Rush Probes. Got to go down to Cockwood and play him in the playoffs. And that was fun. Um, they ended our season there. But uh, after I went down to South Georgia, I'd never been really to South Georgia or competed down there at all besides you know just being at, at Georgia Southern in college and just the whole South Georgia way of it was unbelievable to me and I it was just a um, kind of an eye-opener of just how important it is down there not that it's not I mean it's important in this state altogether it's a big deal um, it was uh, it was definitely <clears throat> something that I after we'd went down there, I just decided it was kind of an opportunity. You know, I had some opportunities after that season. I had, took some phone calls and ended up down in Cairo. I don't know if you guys know where Cairo's at. Um, it's actually on the Georgia-Florida line right above Tallahassee. And spent three years there um, and uh, worked for Steve Dvorsny. He's a good friend of mine, and he had – you know, had a lot of success throughout the state. And so I was able to kind of, you know, every stop I've really been able to pick things from each program and, and, uh, and try to better myself. And, and I wasn't really looking. Um, and I got a phone call this past off season, um, really late. It was actually in May, we were in spring ball and, and got out, you know, got offered a job at, at Warner Robins, which, had played for the uh, state championship the last two years and came up short and uh, was able to come here. And, um, you know, this past year we went 13-2. and two. We played in the state championship against, a, you know, Buford High School, which is a year after year of power here in the state. And, um, it, it was just – it's been a great experience. I worked for a phenomenal human being, Marquise Westbrook, just a great Christian man that – you know, he, he, he really he makes me a better person every day just being around him. And we got great kids and we got good players. I mean, you don't play for a state championship without good players. And, you know, it's just uh, it's really been a, a good a good deal for me and my family. And we're just we're just happy to be here. Well, Coach, what kind of uh, – how has is, how is maybe your offense molded now in, in the past several years? I know you kind of mentioned a few times – uh, talking about Tony Franklin, how you know there was a there was a time and place where you kind of throw it around the yard and and uh, no one even knew what they were seeing and and I assume that now obviously uh, defenses are used to it they've seen it a little bit more but you've also got you know a, a 
run heavy background it sounds like as well from your first few years so how have you kind of molded your offense now to to be able to take advantage of I'm, I'm sure multiple you know facets of the field well I mean I I really and and it's it's really kind of a sickness you know I, I I'm sure that Coach Walls is probably, if he hasn't shared already, I mean, I bug that guy to death every single day, I think, with <laughs> questions. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, just a junkie, and I just can't – I really need to find a hobby, to be quite honest. But um, really, how – I mean, like, back when, when I first started, you know, the Tony Franklin deal was kind of when Chip Lindsey, who's the head coach at Troy, he, he was at Lasseter High School, and – you know, he came down to Georgia or came over to Georgia from Alabama. And, and as soon as he started doing, you know, the air raid stuff, everybody just started doing it. And it just kind of, you know, it just kind of went in, a, in waves. But to kind of answer your question, I mean, it's just really when I went, when I moved down to Cairo and took the job and went down to South Georgia and, you know, we still wanted to be sort of a spread, spread type offense. I mean, it, you got to be able to run the ball down there. I mean, you're not going to survive um, if you can't run the ball. I mean, you're, you just can't sit back there and pick people's eyes out and do the things that, that you know, I mean, I, it's just different. It's hard to explain, but the level of play in South Georgia, is, it, it is definitely more physical, I would say. And it was just something, just doing that and studying, um, you know, in the off season, and really, a, really, a, and I and I have to give him a plug because he's been a huge influence on me. Is is getting to know Matt Drinkle, and I know you guys have had him on the uh, on the podcast, but you know that's that, he is. I mean, he you're talking about a guy with no ego. I mean, he's a great. I mean, he'll do anything to to help you out. I mean, he just doesn't. I mean, I the day that I met him, you know, I haven't ever met him in person. Like I haven't ever met you guys, but. Um, you know, just the, from Twitter and text and all that type stuff. I mean, just the amount of football that I've learned just through that from him has been has been huge. And um, that and I kind of, you know, for a while there, I, I was um, able to kind of get to know some folks that sort of had some of the ends on the uh, on the browse system. So we kind of pride ourselves on being, you know, we're a gap scheme. Really, we, we're a gap scheme, and we also run zone. But this past year at, at Warner Robins, we were a heavy gap, power, counter. And, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to run it down the dotted line. And when you load the box, we're going to throw it deep. I mean, that's kind of been our big deal. We're a heavy play action team. Don't have a whole lot of drop back concepts. Um, and so that's just kind of how it's evolved. And, you know, um, I think it's easier – uh, for me personally, I just think it's a little easier to call a game because we're just counting numbers in the box. And, and you know, if they're going to load up, I mean, our offense is built to block uh, with with six guys. I mean, if they put seven in there, we got to throw it somewhere. So it's, you know, we try to keep it really simple with our kids. And kind of one of the biggest things for us is, you know, when I, you know, we're kind of in a transient area. So if we get a kid that moves in, you know, I need to have an offense to where, if especially if he's a, a really good player, he needs to be able to step in and play. I don't need to be so complex that that kid can't come in and play right away. So um, I think it's important that you keep it simple, and, and uh, that's just kind of been our philosophy. 
So, so what, you I mean you're talking my language with that kind of offense? I mean, you're you're getting me excited, Coach. Uh, that's uh, I only get to call JV, but that's how I'm calling JV. We're we're chunking it deep, but uh, and then and then running the ball if they can't stop it. But uh, so is that something that you are you're making those calls when you start getting uh, a heavy box? Is that something that you give to your quarterbacks? How do you go about uh, making sure you know you're not running into those heavy boxes? Well, I mean, everything that we do for the most part, now we do tag it, but I mean, we're heavy RPO. So we're, we've got, diff, we'll carry, you know, two or three RPOs. And I mean, I'm not going to overload my guy, but you know, we've got a menu of things we can do in our RPO game. And, and, you know, depending on where they're putting their seventh guy, um, that's where we're going to attack. And so, um, you know, it's relatively simple, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm on the field. I mean, I've just coming in uh, as late as I did here um, really in the summer. Um, I just felt like just getting to know my quarterback and this was his first year starting. I felt like I needed to be on the field. I've been in the box as well, but I got a guy up top that's kind of helped me out with, you know, how many they have in the box type stuff, but we're going to play with pace and tempo. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal of what we do. Um, But, yeah, I mean it's it's not complicated at all, and and really, I mean there's a lot of good stuff out there, and you know I'm more into the you know guys that like to keep it simple, and you know if I could carry you know three or four pass concepts, I'm good with that, um, you know because I just to me we got to be able to we got to be able to teach it, and if we can't teach it, you know, and I, I got coaches that are in the building, coaches that aren't in the building, and I got to be able to teach them and empower them to teach the kids. And, and uh, if that can't happen, then, you know, all these, you know, great guru plays out there, they don't make any sense and it doesn't make any sense putting them in. So that's just kind of been our philosophy. And, and, uh, but yeah, we're going to hang our hat on just running, running really uh, in the A gaps and, and really taking our shots. You know, we get a chance to do that. Coach, I know you know. I obviously got the opportunity to, to watch you guys a lot during the the playoff run. You, you guys, you and Coach Harper, get to go a lot later than we do up here in the north. Um, but uh, you know, I, I was I was impressed by the way you know you you would employ your personnel, and you kind of touched on it. You know, when you when you have really good players, finding ways to get them on the field or guys that that move in. I mean, you guys are using I know you know three different running backs. You guys are using a bunch of different receivers, and then. You know, I was super impressed with with your quarterback, you know, and and his dual threat ability, and and watching you guys also kind of morph that, you know, later on in the year too. You know, being able to to run the quarterback a little bit. Can you, can you talk a little bit about kind of how you know you you maybe game plan and and deploy those things, and how do you maybe have a package to get those guys touches? Is that something you guys really plan for, or is it kind of something where it's like, man, let's let's go with with what's hot at that time? Oh uh, yeah, I mean we've got we've got a lot of a lot of really, really good skill guys. And uh, you got to make all those guys happy, right? I mean, they're, they're, all of them want to touch the ball. And, and, uh, and so we were, we were able to kind of, you know, we use, we, we do utilize, now I say we're a tempo team, but now on early downs, we're going to motion and shift like you've seen and, and uh, to try to get guys in, in the right position. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, from week to week, I mean, we're, we're going to be extremely simple with, with our game plan. And when I say that, I mean, we're, we'll spend, you know, hours up there 
on, on Sunday trying to come up with, you know, really, and I, and I don't know where I came up with the number, but really it's, it's 28 plays that we're going to go into a game. Um, you know, and usually that, that's anywhere from 10 to 12 runs. And, uh, you know, we got to mix in our screen package, which we didn't do as much this year as I have in the past. And then our, just our, our throw game. But, yeah, I mean, we – every week we're going to – our biggest thing is we're not going to change the play. We're just going to change the presentation. That's our, that's our big deal. Every week we want to do run the same plays. We're going to find a way to run power every single week. Um, and we're going to find a way to throw our, our, our vertical game and our choice routes. I mean, we're going we're gonna to do that the same. We have ways that we can do that off of one word as well. Um, but, yeah, as far as, as far as getting guys different touches, I mean, we're trying to rotate as many guys as we can as, at receiver. We did have two really good running backs. Our third running back was really our starting linebacker, and he's just an absolute stud. Uh, so if we got inside the 10, you know, he's pretty much getting his name called to come in. But our quarterback really – I can't say enough about his development uh, throughout the year. You know, he's a, this is a kid that followed the um, – it's actually Jake Fromm's brother that was the quarterback mm -hmm. before I got there. Um, he's at Mercer now, but he was the Gatorade player of the year. And, you know, it's tough for, for my guy this year to, to follow him, but he's a different player. Like you said, he's a dual-threat guy. and. And uh, he got better and better throughout the year. But kind of the reason why I didn't run him in the middle of the year was our JV guy, our, our second string guy, who's a really, really good player as well, you know, just shattered his collarbone. So I didn't have a backup. And uh, I was scared to death if, if Jalen went down that we were, we were going to be and we were going to have problems. And so uh, when he, with the other kid got healthy and we got him back and then, when we started making that playoff run, we really started to run, you know, some GT counter and things like that with him and, you know, called runs and some reads and things like that to where we could put the ball in his hands because he's – he is super dynamic. That's really interesting, Coach. So so I'm kind of curious, how much did you guys still practice some of your quarterback runs, you know, assuming that you were going to have the Q runs in, in the playoffs or when your kid got healthy, you know, your mm -hmm. backup got healthy. Um, I'm assuming you guys knew he would eventually uh, and that you'd need to run your quarterback in the playoffs or, or with the, uh, you know, important games. So how did you guys manage that in practice? Did you still get them a few reps every week? Because I think that's – I think there's a lot of coaches out there that, you know, they've got some teams that, you know, they, they're pretty confident they can win, um, just very basic. And so they don't want to, uh, you know, chance their – kid getting hurt or maybe they want to wait all the way to the playoffs and then say okay well now it's the playoffs but how did you practice him uh knowing that you know probably eventually you'd want to be able to do that well I mean it's always a big big part of what we were going to do is just the, the amount of calls in a game uh so we were always going to practice it um you know throughout the year whether it be zone read power read we ran some of the dart read stuff um you know, and then obviously towards the end, we really, uh, you know, because, again, we're going to kind of motto our gap game. We just think of three plays in one, you know, the power of the counter and the GT. I mean, to us, we teach it all the same, um, you know, as far as up front, like most people do. But we're just trying to keep it really simple. But we started to get into more of the GT stuff with him. Um, 
And uh, but you know we 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 just really like the numbers in the box. So we would put our top receiver back there some too, and just snap it to him. So anything we can do to try to gain that extra hat in the box, we were going to do um, throughout the year. But yeah, he's he uh, he was always going to get reps at it. But we uh, we do a pretty good job at, at not knocking our guys around, you know, during you know in practice and things like that. And our our head coach does a phenomenal job of we're on and off the field. I mean, we're not going to be, and I'm really interested now in kind of uh, hearing about the, the feed the cats and all that stuff that you guys are really kind of talking about a lot. I mean, that stuff really interests me. I, I think that we don't do, you know, that we're not on the field very long. And I hear some of those stories and some of those other guys you guys have had on the podcast. It's really, it's really interesting to me, but we felt like our kids were fresh. <clears throat> come you know game 15 just because of that kind of stuff so I hope that answered your question yeah no it, it it did um and and so then my other big question is uh when you guys are doing some of your taking some of your play action shots uh how are you guys protecting that or is it do you guys have multiple ways or um how are you looking to or, or how have you found as best because you know we've got some some big shot plays out of our 21 and even out of our 22 but we're always kind of arguing or bickering about what our 20 personnel best protection is, whether it's, is it fullback for number one and then tailback, take the fake, then he's got two to the man side, or uh, do you five man slide, take the fullback and, and seal off the tackle and let the tailback be the extra guy or how, how do you guys, how have you guys um, had the most success uh, in your play action protections? Yeah, we, and again, we, uh, we really carry just really two, uh, pass pros. We got our basic, you know, six man protection that everybody, you know, uses where we, you know, half man, half slide type deal. But our biggest play action is the is like you said, the five man slide where we take the our sniffer off the edge and then after the fake our our back's gonna help him out. To me that's the greatest thing in football. I mean it's uh if you want to push the ball down the field, that's that's the way to do it. And and we're gonna we're gonna pair that up with with different, you know, choice route packages that we use. Um, and that's not going to change from week to week. And it's some of the stuff we picked up, you know, throughout the years, just studying and being able to go talk to some guys in the off season, some colleges. And um, yeah, I mean, if we, if we, if we hit an explosive run, uh, you can pretty much guarantee that we're going to, we're going to seven man protect and, and, and chunk it deep on the next play. Coach, can you talk a little bit about, you know, your your guys' choice? I know you and I have, have clinicked about it, and it, it's something I'm super interested in, and, and I think it's it, it can be kind of matched up or married up to, to literally any kind of offense. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, much like what, what you actually do in your past game where we're chasing space, it, it's, you know, we're going to – our biggest thing is we're going to – I don't really care if you're a tall guy, um, if you're a shorter guy, if you can run. We want you, and uh, you can play on the outside even if you're not very tall. So what we're trying to accomplish with our choice routes is we're just going to go as fast as humanly possible, you know, to a set amount, you know, of yardage that we're telling him or his decision point. And he's either going to shut it down and work back down the stem or he's pushing vertical. Now that vertical can be, um, you know, he can take an out. He's going to use the leverage of the defender against him. So it could be an inside go. It could be just, you know, taking an outside path, um, you know. But if you can beat that guy deep, then you go beat him deep. 
if he's going to give you cushion, then you're going to shut it down and we just tell him to hook it up. So it's no, it's nothing any more complicated than that. Um, it's really, uh, it's been really good for us. I mean, it's stuff that you've seen over the years um, from Baylor when, when Art Browse was there. I mean, it's, you know, that type of stuff is, is kind of what we're into, just giving our guys a lot of freedom. Um, they enjoy it. And, uh, you know, it takes reps. I mean, you don't you, – you, we, we always tell them, you know, we want them to be, uh, to be needy, not greedy. Um, they want to need the, the football. And so uh, if they're trying to beat them deep, the guy's, you know, bailing and he's still trying to beat them deep, then, uh, you know, obviously it's going to put us in a bad situation because we're, we're going to try to be as quarterback friendly as we can. And we feel like, you know, with that, if we got a two-man uh, combination there, then one guy's really just kind of occupying the defender and the other guy, we're just trying to isolate a guy one-on-one with a corner most of the time. Is that something, you you know, when you're teaching the QB? So, I mean, obviously it's easy when, you know, he's seeing the, the space and he sees the guy, you know, blast off and he's going to be able to hitch up. Is that something you're being able to tell him? You know, is he kind of reading the, the body language of the receiver, you know, or his, his hips drop? you know, when he's going to stop or what's kind of the timing for the quarterback? Cause that's always something I, I felt like I had to work, you know, obviously he's, he's working as his play fake, you know, and then you guys are, you know, doing your seven man protection, I would assume. And then what's his, what's his eye level? What's he kind of looking for from the receiver to either, you know, am I cranking the thing or am I going to have to throw it on a rope to the, to the stop route or the, you know, the, the shut it down, whatever you guys call it. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he he's going to see the you know the depth and the and the leverage of the uh, of the corner if if that's the guy that we're that we're isolating there, and so okay. he has a good idea, you know. And we and we're starting to use you know more of the you know sort sort of the R four stuff, not full fledged into it, but you know as far as the hard deck and things like that, some uh, parameters that we kind of help our our quarterback and our receivers out w- in ways to look at it. But yeah, I mean. We don't three-step, and it sounds crazy, but we don't three-step drop anything. Um, you know, our our drops, we really carry really just one drop. Um, now, if we're taking a, the, our seven-man protection, we're going to ride it, and we're going to mm-hmm. pop our feet, and then we're looking to trigger that thing. Um, you know, it's really, and I know it, it sounds really kind of insane simple, but there is no other coaching points that we give them. You know, if the guy's bailing out, and the, and the biggest key for us is if we hook it up, so if our receiver can't win and he hooks it up, he's running right back down the stem. Mm-hmm. So he could catch that thing anywhere. He could catch it at five yards if he works that far back before the ball's thrown to him. Um, it's just something that you kind of have to rep. You, gotta, you definitely can't do a whole lot of stuff if that's what you're going to major in. But we've just decided, again, that our big thing is we're going we're gonna to try to get a light box you know, or even numbers, we're going to run the football. Um, and then when it, once they start loading it up and they go to one high and uh, they want to challenge us, you know, we're going to challenge them back and uh, we're going to try to go over the top with it. So that's really been our biggest thing. And um, in, in that combination, you know, as far as our choice routes go, it's it's nothing more than that. Um, yeah, I, I – completely love it just for the simple fact like you're saying hey this is the matchup we like and if I have you know a dude on the outside which you know you guys are, are always going to have you know good skill kids and and you know we have a couple of good skill kids up here that I, I think it just makes it it's super simple hey you know 
And if they want to, you know, double the guy, so if they're playing some form, you know, of, of cover two and, and doubling him, to me, it's like you've said, we should have numbers in the run game now. So, I mean, we should be, you know, either checking the play or handing the thing off anyway. So, to me, again, it, it becomes the, the best of both worlds. We're, we're taking advantage of, you know, one, our best players, and then two, you know, the, the defensive alignments should be in our favor as long as we can block them. That's right. And, 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 you know, you bring up cover two, you know, if they give us a cover two, look, we're taking our inside receiver and he's literally just an occupy guy. Okay. So if, if, if we get a safety getting off the hash and cover two, then, and we're going to, even though that guy is his job is to occupy that safety in a too high structure. If that guy's getting off the, off the hash, he's looking for the ball right now. So um, there's answers, and another thing that you know I think is big for what we do is we do line up with the wide splits. Now, my guy at quarterback right now has an extremely strong arm, and we can get away with that. But I've been, you know, uh, other places where we had to bring in our splits a little bit. But there's, you know, the whole players have a hard time getting out there to get up underneath the throw based on the wide splits, and so it's just something that we've really kind of hung our hat on as far as our, our play actions. We don't carry that many play action concepts, um, you know, to, to marry up with that, with our seven man uh, protection. Yeah. I was going to say, Walls, how many, how many uh, uh, concepts did you have out of our, out of, you know, when you were here and we had the big uh, play action stuff, I wouldn't think too many, but I guess a lot of our play action was uh, two man routes. It wasn't necessarily seven man. It would have been, I guess, what, what's that nine man protection? eight-man protection <laughs> we did have some nine-man too because like coach harper likes to say there's only one football so why are we sending it more than one guy out there you um, go <laughs> but no i yeah honestly literally uh, i would say we probably carried i mean it, a, a lot of i just called it our p series everything was based off of a post so i mean mm -hmm. having you know having posts that we're obviously going to teach you know like you know coach is talking choice for us it was going to be post and then generally having some sort of route underneath it so you know being a, a cross route inside being a sail route back uh, to the outside underneath it so like flood or you know bringing him from the opposite side and running him on and over so getting a guy that's going to clear it deep and then bringing some some form of an intermediate so literally I mean if you're going to be technical about it I don't know maybe it was four or five but when you really think about the actual read for the quarterback it was you know, pretty, pretty dang simple. Chunk the thing deep or you're throwing it to the, to the intermediate coming from either the same side or the opposite side. Harper, what's your favorite play action play? That's the thing I want to ask. Like Harper call Harper's talking gap scheme. We know he can run the ball, right? <laughs> but I want to know what Harp does and JV, what's he cranking? Right? I go, I go, um, I go, I and two receivers to the one side. So I go nub to the boundary, two to the field, two receivers okay. to the field, um, the outside guy runs a post and the inside guy runs a, um, post corner. See, that's my favorite one. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I run that. Or if I've got a really good JV receiver, I, I split them out. Um, and then I just have him run a go, throw it up. Good. There you go. <laughs> doesn't have to be that difficult. Kids oh, love it. In JV, yeah. it doesn't. Um, well, so, so I'm kind of curious, how do you guys coach that up in, in your quarterback? Obviously, if you're taking a shot, you, it's, a, it's probably a lower percentage uh, throw as a shorter route. Um, and, uh, you know, you want him, like, 
you know, at least I do when I'm, you know, calling a JV game, I want them to have the confidence that say, hey, throw it up and let your receiver go make the play. You know, if you got if he's got one guy on him, we're calling it because we want him to go make the play. Uh, obviously, with that, there's going to be a chance for um, a, a negative play to come out of that. So, uh, Coach, how do you how are you coaching up your quarterback to think about those those shot plays? Well, I mean, as as far as you know, and you wouldn't believe you know, looking back at our cutups after this season, we were, you know, obviously the completion percentage on on it isn't going to be you know, 70 plus where you, where you'd want it to be or 65, whatever it is that, that your goal is for your guy. But really, honestly, we found that just kind of by studying it, that, you know, if we made better decisions, obviously, and, and probably, you know, could rep it even more, um, you know, with, with this being my, my second year here, we're going to be able to get more off season reps. And those guys are out there throwing by themselves now. They're getting better at it. Um, you know, every day. So, um, you know, it, it really, it, it's a one man route basically. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to fall. I mean, if it's not there, then, then we're going to throw it away or, you know, hopefully you got that guy that can extend plays, but there's different things we can do. You know, we can bring a, a, a you know, a shallow route from the other side if we want to, if we need some, you know, somewhere, you know, to dump the ball off, but really we just don't get any, uh, we don't get very, you know, cute I guess with it you know it's just uh we're trying to hit the home run um but a lot of times you know to be honest with you from we get a lot of respect from a lot of the defenses that we see with their corners that they're bailing and we're we're just hooking it up so we're just throwing you know just basically what amounts to a a 10 yard curl every time so um you know we haven't had you know very many conversations about that as far as you know what you need to do obviously if you don't have it there then live to see another down right I mean it's it's kind of how it goes but um you know it's it's nothing more than that and you know there's different ways to attack you know it doesn't have to be an outside guy it could be in you know where you're you're hitting basically a glance with your slot receiver but you're in kind of a you know a, a, a twins type look but you know, we're going to jump in into a lot of different sets. And so our, our deal is we're just going to try to find those formations from week to week that we can kind of attack you and feel like we get pretty vanilla looks from it and, and, and then go to work. Yeah, I think the, the big thing, too, Coach, when you're, when you're talking about it is, I mean, letting the QB know what, what are the premium looks to, you know, crank the thing deep. Mm-hmm. You know, under, understanding, you know, did they, did they loosen up? Were they expecting the shot? And, you know, maybe it's – you know, after you guys have hit hit a long run and, and it is tempo and they just say, hey, base, you know, quarters and we're going to play high on the roof. You know, I think it's just, you know, let, letting him understand, you know, what are the situations, when's a good premium look, you know, and then obviously when, when you're smashing them in the run game and, and forcing them to add a, a seventh or an eighth hat, you know, not now that's kind of the, I'm sure the, the conversation you're having with them, like, hey, man, they're going to start creeping up. You know, they're tired of getting gashed. They're tired of getting gashed. They're going to start creeping up, and, and we might have a chance here to, to hit a shot. So, you know, making sure they kind of understand that that situational football behind it. I know being able to sit in some of those quarterback meetings, you know, having those those shots up and, and talking to the, to the kids, just letting them know, hey, here's what I'm thinking, here's the formations I'm thinking, and here's why. And, like, I'm sure you got – you know, a couple of cut-ups that you'll, you'll show the guys and say, hey, if they're, if they're going to play the safety this low, guys, you already know. 
So, and then the, the guys would have pretty good confidence in it when they did see it, you know, we either check into it or, Hey, here's the situation. Here comes coach walls and, and he's dialing it up. So I think that that situational awareness really helped a lot of those QBs too. And being in your second year, I'm sure that's going to be a lot easier for you too. Yeah, we've got, you know, we started our quarterback school, so we're doing, uh, you know, really, we, we've got a good setup here. And, and this, this whole county, you know, everybody's kind of got the same deal, to, and a lot like probably you guys do at your schools. But, you know, we get our guys, our top guys in weight training, and then we have, you know, an additional class. After that, we're on seven-period, you know, days. And, and uh, so sixth-period, we're going to lift them. And then seventh-period, it's really – I mean, it's basically football class. And so – um, we're able to kind of, you know, we're installing in, in, in that and there. I mean, today we're installing, um, you know, in the classroom. And, and then, uh, you know, when they go out on the field, they kind of have, you know, after school or, you know, because we can't be out there with them when they throw. Um, they can kind of rep the stuff that we've installed day by day. But uh, it's a really good setup. You get a lot more done and a lot of teaching time. and. You know, I've really tried to focus on uh, putting together presentations that can can help my quarterback as far as, you know, the different looks we were getting. And, and you know, as far as that, that play action stuff, I mean, it can turn in. It can look like a lot of things. I mean, it could look like we're just throwing curls. It could look like we're throwing go balls. It can look sort of like a double post. It just depends on where they're giving us the grass and and, and, and the space. And really that's – we're just going to attack it. But, yeah, when we, when we do our film study with them and with our skill guys, I mean, we're kind of – you know, we don't talk as much. And I was having a conversation today with a couple of my buddies that I coached with uh, years ago when I was in Gwinnett County. We were talking about the different coverages and things like that and, you know, trying to have a common language. And, you know, my guy here at Warner Robins calls it this. And, you know, that same coverage over there in Alabama where – my buddy's at now, he, you know, they call it this. So we don't get into a lot of that with our quarterbacks. We teach them the base, uh, you know, coverages. And then from there, you know, it's, is it one high? Is it two high? Is it man? And then, you know, I want you looking at the depth, eyes, and leverage of the corner, and that'll tell you a lot. And so I just kind of try to keep – I'm not very smart, to be quite honest with you, so I'm just trying to keep it real simple for him, uh, you know. So he has fun and he doesn't feel paralyzed. Coach, how important do you think it is when you when you are having those meetings with him and, and you guys are going over some of that stuff, how many times do you guys meet with quarterback and receivers and how many times is it just the quarterback? Uh, okay. I, kinda, I always thought it would be a lot of quarterback, receiver in the same meetings, uh, but uh, I don't see that as often. So i just kind of curious how maybe you guys do it. Yeah, well, I've got just where I meet with them after school at least once a week where it's just me and the quarterbacks. So we call that our quarterback school. I got a whole curriculum that we'll follow um, as far as that goes, and then we'll do some drill work because we can actually be out there, you know, and have uh, four-on-ones. We can have four-on-ones in the state of Georgia. So uh, I got two quarterbacks right now that don't they don't play any other sports, so I'm able to take them out and we can work drills, but as far as the classroom goes uh, during the school day, I mean, we don't have all of our coaches, um, you know, off that period. It's really myself, the defensive coordinator, the head coach, and the O-line guy. So our O-line guy can take all our O-line, our defensive guy, you know, and the head coach, they kind of split up the uh, the defense. And then 
I've really got all the skills. So I've got the running backs, receivers, and the quarterbacks. And so that's been good, too, just so we can, you know, we'll go over a concept or whatnot, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give them the marker. They'll get on the board. And, you know, I think that's good for them. It's kind of interesting to see how they draw their, their uh, you know, squares. and cert- I mean, it's crazy what you see sometimes. But it's, uh, I think it's good. It, it's been helpful for our guys. I think it's good too, Coach, just for them to, to hear that one voice. I mean, knowing you're the O coordinator, you're the play caller. I mean, they're hearing it from you, and they're hearing kind of just, you know, the, the same message and that solid message. You know, not to say that, you know, your, your offensive staff isn't all together. I just think, you know, sometimes there might be things that maybe slip through the cracks, and when they hear it, you know, directly from the mouth of the play caller, you know, there's, there's a lot more clarity there, I think. I agree. Yeah, it's uh... – you know, during the season, we'll spend that time watching the previous days, you know, practice film. And so we're able – obviously, we go over it after practice as a staff, but then, you know, and everybody makes their notes, and then we make sure that we go through. And, and I'm really kind of leading that film session and kind of teaching, you know, off the film and what we need to correct and things like that. So it's it's been really good. I mean, it's, uh, it's about as good a setup as you can ask for. I mean, I, I mean, I teach – in the physical education department. So I'm teaching, uh, you know, some classes throughout, you know, leading up to that. And then I'm able to kind of finish off the day with, with my football guys and then lead it into practice or, you know, lead it into off season work. So it's, it's really a good deal. Super jealous of both of you guys right now. I got to teach uh, six science classes to seventh graders. So it's, it's real awesome. Yeah. That's, that's tough. You should teach them the science behind uh, uh, the West Coast offense. Well, <laughs> you could start there, and then you guys could uh, have a hypothesis for, I don't know, something like that. I think I could probably probably get away with that now. I think we're actually getting into some uh, some physics, so maybe I can talk about that. I know we're getting into some force and movement. So There you go. Do all the uh, force through the ground and all yeah. that. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll be able to get it done, absolutely. Well, I'm Leverage. sure I'm interrupting half of your classes throughout the day with all the many texts <laughs> that I'm sending you, that's for sure. Well, I would, it's got to be, it's... be unreal if you're blowing them up, Coach, because I'm blowing them up all the time, too. <laughs> so who knows how he has a time to sleep. He's it's, probably uh, regret never accepted that, that uh, friend request. <laughs> it's uh, – it's uh, let's put it this way. I mean, not – I mean, I'm always teaching bell to bell. I mean, let's let's be serious here. So, I mean – it's a welcome vacation on some days. Let's let's put it that way. When you guys are asking football questions and RTP questions, I, I'd much rather be doing that than say, you know, talking to a kid about why he's got his cell phone in class, or talking to a kid about why he can't, you know, keep keep the water in his his water bottle instead of spilling it all over the floor every single day. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, I would much rather much rather be talking to you guys. So so please keep the text coming. <laughs> much rather talk go. counter. Well, coach, sounds like you do a little bit of GT counter. Are you guys reading that backside end? Uh, do, you, yeah. do you do you do it against uh, odd? How do you guys um, manipulate that? Yeah, I mean, if it's an if it's an even front, um, you typically we're reading the backside end. If it's if it's an odd front, the way we block it, you know, we're really we're gonna go all the way back for the most part with the looks that we're getting in the odd front with the four eyes and things like that, you know, a lot of times we're going to attach a tight end. Mm. Um, and I know you guys have, 
uh, you know, probably heard uh, Drinkle's spiel on attacking the three-four tight front. I mean, that's some of the best stuff I've seen. Uh, we kind of really, we really married that up uh, with with our, you know, our package. So if we're seeing an odd front, for the most part, you know, that center is blocking all the way back on the on the four eye or the four and. And uh, we would technically be reading the outside linebacker to stand up, but, you know, he's going to have to be chasing hard. So it's, most of the time it's going to be a give or we'll try to manipulate him by flashing the back across and just letting the quarterback keep it. And that's kind of the thing. I, I really, you know, I love the RPOs and I love the reads and stuff like that, but there's just something to be said about, you know, that kid knowing he's going to keep it and just flashing the back across and, that was something we really did uh, in the state championship. We used, you know, we used our quarterback run, but it wasn't so much a read. It looked like it was a read uh, just based on the back action, but we were just trying to keep it and get him downhill and let him do his thing. Uh, to me, there's nothing, nothing better really than, than counter. I got into counter big time this year. And then obviously if you got, you know, the quarterback and being able to run, you'll cue counter and then, you know, we'd we'd run the slant in behind a, a lot of our counter too. Is one of our more efficient plays. But to to me, counters money money play. As much as I I love love power. I mean, counter counter gives us maybe a, a little bit better look, especially you know when when we are kind of you know an eleven or a twenty personnel team, just because it gives us kind of more of a you know weak side run away from the fullback. I think so many teams, you know, when you get that that sniffer fullback, teams really really start to key on that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got to carry both. Um, those were our top two plays, really power and counter. And, and uh, you know, my O-line guy is a big zone guy. And, uh, you know, he's, a, he's really, really good in the way he teaches it. And, you know, we, we've used the zone, uh, you know, not as much as probably the gap. And it was probably our just running just basic split zone. But to me, you know, if you're going to RPO, you got to marry it up with the split zone stuff. That, that's, it gets a little dicey with the gap scheme stuff with, you know, guys run, possibly running through gaps and things. You know, I just – I don't feel as comfortable with it, RPO and down the field type stuff as opposed to, you know, the split zone stuff. We're going to run our glances and things like that. Um, I'm not saying we never do, but – for the most part, we we try to keep it keep it relatively with our zone with our zone family when we get it, when we're going to throw it down the field as far as our RPOs go. But you know it's a uh, it's ever evolving. But I mean we all we're always just going to try to keep it as as simple. And it's hard, you know, because you got all this stuff you know you see on Twitter and um, you know every day you know someone's writing an article about this and that. And, yeah, I guess that's kind of what drew drew me to the RTP stuff as I got on and was really seeing, you know, how you guys just kind of break it, how you break it down and how you, you know, you really keep a simple approach in the, in the run and the pass game. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's been really good. I mean, I, it's helped me out a lot. I can't thank you guys enough for it. I know Harp and I, I mean, when you just talk, talk about that, I mean, he's always looking for ways to simplify, you know, especially when you're having to coach five guys up front. And then not to mention, I, I think, you know, when, when Harper did get there in Broken Arrow, maybe he was surprised at how many different fronts we'd see. I know, I, I know early, in, early in his career when we'd be talking, you know, 
like, yeah, we'll, we'll learn how to block it against these base fronts, but I want you to, I want you to throw in a bunch of these junk fronts. So, so we'd be able to, to block these things. And then, you know, once I think he saw it, he, he really did a great job simplifying our run game. And then, you know, me coaching the QBs and, and receivers, it was the same kind of deal. I wanted, I wanted something that, you know, you said it many times, coach, you know, we can't, we can't drop back a ton, but when we do drop back, it's got to be efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be able to get the ball out on time and, and have places to go with it. And then at the same time, you know, be able to, to rep our shots. So again, I was going to try to keep it, you know, at six to eight total concepts. I mean, if you're including you know, screens and, and play actions and all of a sudden now, like you said, you know, being able to match it up with coverages, it really got e- easy for our guys to, to really learn the entire run game and learn the entire pass game. And, once that base knowledge was was set, it, it got real easy for us to to continue just to kind of pluck things and and add it here and there, a sprinkling, not a you know an, an entirely new play. Right. I mean, the the stuff that I know, the stuff that you teach, and we we've taken a lot of those teachings, and then I'm I'm doing that now with my guys, and you know, as far as the choice, I mean, the there's just so much freedom uh, that we give our receivers, you know, as far as our route packages to where we. Get, we're really, you know, we're chasing space and, and uh, you know, it's, it allows us to attack, you know, multiple different coverages with, you know, only a few things. Um, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it because, you know, I mean, when, when, I mean, when you get it on a Friday night and you're trying to call it and you got all these things running together in your head, you know, I, I guess, I don't know about you guys, but kind of when, you kind of feel at your best is when you're not looking down at that call sheet and you're just kind of feeling the game, you know, it's when you start looking down at it the whole time, at least for me, it gets to like, you're just kind of searching, you know, and when you kind of have a beat on what they're doing and you're, you're able to call a game and you're feeling comfortable with what your kids are doing and your plan. And that's, there's no better feeling. I agree with that. I think that's, that's awesome that that rhythm you can get in and I love the way you put that you know not having to to search down you see it every every day on Sunday with some of the the books that those guys are trying to call plays from I mean I'm with you 100% man I'm I I remember watching I've probably told the story a few times but I remember watching Dirk Cutter uh, back in the day at at Arizona State and I I think he was the head coach he's either the head coach of the OC one of the two I knew he's the play caller but I, I ain't kidding you. I don't think he had a call sheet. I think I think you know he'd be on the the headsets. He'd he'd have the guy off to the side. He'd either be kind of like you know quick hand signaling or or telling the guy the play. But to me, like I remember seeing that you know as a as a young coach or as a young guy, and I'm like, that that's kind of the way that I want to be able to do it. You know, I don't I don't want to have to sit there and you know work through this this call or be locked into a call on third down. It's for me, it was kind of just a feel. Hey man, what am I feeling here? I'm gonna take a shot. You know, mm-hmm. screw, all right, now I'm, now I'm pissed off. We didn't hit that one. I'm going to take another shot. You know what I mean? I just think so much of that could, could just go from flow. And then I, I think, too, you, you, you don't nearly have as many uh, tendencies either. It was, it was just a lot of fun. And, and I think you've said it, too, man. That's when the, you're, the, you're having the most fun as a play caller and the most fun as a coach when you can really roll with it. And at the same time, I trust my guys on the field. Let's give them some freedom to, you know, check some things and, and find space. and and, and be able to, to put points on the board. That's when it gets really fun. It's like, no, nah, man, you guys are doing it. You know, I might call a player too. You're checking it. You're doing it. Great job. That's when it gets fun. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's all about the, it's all about the players. I mean, you got to have good players as we all know, but 
I sometimes wonder what those guys have on those call sheets, man. They're so large and <laughs> four four hundred different columns. I mean, I don't. I'm always interested to see, you know, I, you know, I like looking at those things, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know how it hits your brain. I got no idea. I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm all, you know, it's always ever evolving. I'm trying to figure out the best way for it to, to organize it on there, but we'll, you know, like I said, we'll go into our game with, you know, really 28 plays as far as our openers and, uh, you know, what, what we'll use and third down red zone. I mean, we've got a plan and we put stuff, you know, on the call sheet, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, what, you know, when you kind of got the, the, that defensive coordinator sort of figured out and you can kind of, you know, feel like you're, you know, you've got him where you want him, then it's, uh, it's definitely a better, a better feeling than when I'm looking down at that thing. That's for sure. Well, Coach, it's been uh, it's been a really fun hour, but kind of coming up on an hour now. Uh, thing I always like to ask guys is, uh, when you're watching another team's offensive line, what's some things their offensive line would be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? Uh, well, that's a that's I hear you guys ask that that question on all your podcasts, and you always get some really really good uh, answers. And I'm not an O line guy, but I can just say that. You know, obviously the guys that play through the whistle, um, you know, I think that's key. I mean, I like – I like we like our guys to be just nasty. And our, our OL guy is big on on coaching them to be nasty. And, and uh, you know, it kind of goes, you know, with our philosophy and what we do in the run game. And, um, you know, when you see – I think there's no more – not a better sight than when you see a, a zone team per se. If you see a zone, they're all stepping, all at the same time, you know, and and uh, it's kind of an in sync. It's sort of like a uh, sort of like a dance uh, per se. But it's a uh, that's the kind of stuff that I look for. Um, you know, I don't know if that, that that's probably one of the worst answers you've ever gotten as far as. But I'm a I'm a <laughs> no, skilled not guy at all, not at all. I'm a skill. I'm a skilled guy at heart, as far as coach. But uh, yeah, I mean, when those guys are all moving in the right direction and and uh, and they're playing hard and they're playing for each other, I mean, I think that's what it's all about. Coach, man, it's been a blast. Like I said, uh, hour always seems to fly by. Uh, always look forward to to your messages. You know, talking ball with you has been a blast, and and getting to know you guys and and watching a little bit of Georgia ball. I know for me, it's been a lot of fun and. You know, I look forward to uh, to keep the relationship going, man, and hopefully we can uh, we keep learning some things, and you know, hopefully our, our families and wives don't get too mad at us for uh, for loving football <laughs> that much. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job. And that's gonna do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy running the power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.